Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News today. Uh, before I get started, I just want to let you know that uh, it seems the Joshua and uh, Yusuf fight, uh, the rematch, uh, is going to take place in the Middle East. Uh, you know, probably despite uh, the outcry from uh, fans in the United Kingdom, it sounds like uh, that fight is actually going to take place on July 23rd in the Middle East according to Eddie Hearn himself. Now, Josh was on the record as saying he'd prefer the fight, uh, the rematch, to take place in the United Kingdom. Uh, but uh, Yusek wants uh, to stay to, to have it at the location where he's going to make the most money. And that would appear to be Middle East. So despite uh, the numbers of fans who may or may not be in attendance physically, uh, the most amount of money that fighters can make at that caliber, at that level, would be the Middle East these days. So money talks and bullshit walks. So thought I'd start you off with that quick little update on the Joshua Music uh, clash that we expect in July. And now it looks like it's going to be uh, an online or uh, pay-per-view special as opposed to uh, yet another Wembley-type event. Alrighty, speaking of uh, English fighters, Olympian Ben Whitaker, uh, who we talked about quite often during the Olympics, uh, signed an exclusive deal with Boxer, that's B-O-X-X-E-R. Boxer is delighted to announce that after reaching the very top of amateur boxing at the 2020 Olympics, Ben Whitaker will enter professional boxing under the Boxer banner. Whitaker is possibly the most highly sought after Olympian to come out of Tokyo with the boxing world waiting in anticipation to see when and where he turned professional. This is, uh, courtesy of Boxing247.com, by the way. After an amateur career consistently littered with success across international championships, peaking in capturing the world's attention and a silver medal at the Olympics, Whitaker now looks to reach those same heights in professional boxing. He joins former teammates Lauren Price, Karis Ardingstall, Fraser Clark, and Caroline Dubois on the boxer roster, showing boxer as the premier destination for DMGB Boxing's Class of 2020 in the professional ranks. Four out of the six medalists from Tokyo have chosen Boxer as their home, as well as huge exciting young talent, Caroline Dubois. I might interject, you know, I did mention yesterday that uh, Pro Bellum, uh, due to their links with uh, MTK Global, uh, might, be in, might be in a bit of trouble. So it will, will be interesting to see the fallout of that uh, announcement made alongside Kynock Boxing up in Scotland and uh, Pro Bellum, which is more uh, on a strategic level focused on the global uh, scene. But anyway, uh, competing on that level, Boxer, which seems to be focused on acquiring former Team GB uh, medalists. Uh, let's continue with the story. Managed by two-time world heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua's 258 management, MGT, uh, Whitaker aims to be a standout member of Great Britain's glittering 2020 team. Entering the ring under the nickname Benzo, Whitaker is aiming for the very top of professional boxing, meaning multiple world championships are the goal for the hugely talented amateur. With aspirations to move into being a generational superstar that can capture the general public's attention. In the professional ranks, R Whitaker will be trained by Sugar Hill Stewart, the highly regarded trainer of Tyson Fury, who has also held formidable champions like Adonis Stevenson and Andy Durrell on their way to the greatness as well as worked one of the greatest trainers of all time, his uncle, Emmanuel Stewart. Sugar Hill was notably compared 
has no limit compared to Whitaker's raw talent to that of Roy Jones Jr. Whitaker said, well, they always say save the best to last, and here I am. I'm very excited to turn this new chapter in my life. It's an exciting time for me to showcase my skills. I'm now looking forward to getting into camp where I can add and develop my game. I hope you enjoy the journey because it's going to be a crazy one. Boxer founder and CEO Ben Shalom said, at the start of this partnership with Sky Sports, the focus was always investing in the stars of the future. To sign four out of the six Olympic medalists is an amazing achievement for Boxer. And with Ben Whitaker, we have the biggest future star in British boxing. Anthony Joshua said, Ben is, really a, is a really special talent with a fantastic amateur pedigree. He has had some tough decisions to make whilst turning professional, but now he's here. And managed by the best team in the game, 258 Management, says this press release. I think he is ready to set the world boxing scene on fire. Everything, everyone got, everything, everyone get ready for a special journey. Ben is a future pay-per-view star. Adam Smith, Sky Sports head of boxing development said, and breathe. That was a tough battle for Ben Shalom and I, but we finally have the icing on our next generational cake. Ben Whitaker has the potential to be a real sporting star, highly decorated, multi-skilled, and full of personality. Ben has that spark, that charisma, which is going to make him a real attraction. Although his own man, Ben reminds me of a mix of Nassim Hamad, Floyd Mayweather, and James DeGuile. Starting off, he says what he believes, and he's going to be really, uh, he's going to really entertain us on his way to surely becoming a world champion. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that all pans out, uh, if it uh, indeed pans out of uh, Great Britain onto other shores. Speaking of other shores, we see that uh, there's a fight coming up in June at the Center Stage Theater in Atlanta. And at that show, we'll see one of my favorites, Avril Mathy fight. But they've added another, another uh, champ to the roster. Six foot eight and sporting a perfect record of 13-0 with 13 knockouts. They have added heavyweight Rafael Akpajuri. Uh, now, his opponent is predetermined. And let's take a look at this fellow. There's a lot more to this giant who will be looking to, uh, for win number 14 on June 11th in Atlanta when he, he appears in a bout scheduled for 10 rounds. Akpajuri's uh, out of Lagos, Nigeria, originally was now in uh, Miami. Is a former University of Miami football star and basketball player and more than just an athlete. Because while he's preparing for the fight uh, upcoming, uh, he was finishing up his studies towards an engineering degree. So a smart fella and uh, looking to improve on his record of 13 knockouts, 13 victories. He said, I took some time off from studying and uh, we have no opponent yet, but I expect a credible guy who will not be a walk in the park for me. I've never thought about going to a fight looking for a knockout. I just go about doing my work and throwing consistent punches. If the knockout comes, I'm fine with that, but I just want to come out with the victory. Akbajori does not let life after boxing goals interfere with his desire to become one of the sport's big stars and vice versa. Boxing, he says, takes up four or five hours per day. In the remaining time, I have to use it for something productive. The reason why I'm doing this is to become a heavyweight champion of the world and defend it as many times as possible. The show in Atlanta, by the way, is promoted by Prestige Boxing uh, Advisory Group and associated with BFC, the last round promotions. As I've said before, we're going to have uh, former world champ Alfredo Pera Aguela go on against uh, Fidel Menez. 
Peter Dobson go up against uh, Rodrigo Correa. Um, Casey Dixon uh, be fighting for the super middleweight youth title. Um, oh, yes, this, this is the fight featuring internet sensation Supreme Patty. Just thought I'd throw that in there. So we look forward to uh, those fights and those results. Uh, especially uh, the one, as I said, featuring Avril Mathy. We, we've yet to see an announcement from these guys as to who she'll be fighting. Uh, but it is interesting to see that she has an undefeated record. She's originally from Australia, now fighting out of Miami as well. And uh, her record is uh, seven wins, no losses, one draw, with three knockouts, I might add. Uh, so there you go. Elsewhere, across uh, the continent, over in Montebello, California, we have a out coming up, uh, Quiet Cannon Country Club on the 12th of May. That's uh, this weekend, probably uh, tonight. Undefeated rising star Ernesto Tito Mercado is 5-0, and oh, speaking of undefeated, with five knockouts, perfect record. Has been making some serious noise in the lightweight division, having knocked out all of his five opponents to start off his career. He returns to the ring today on a card promoted by Tom Loeffler's 360 Promotions against Jose Zaragoza, who's 8-4-1 with two knockouts. The scheduled six-round bout will air live on UFC Fight Pass, as I said, uh, from the Quiet Cannon Country Club in Montebello, California. Uh, he said, I've been busy keeping my mind on the grind, never losing focus in between fights, said Mercado, by the way. Right now, I'm one of the busiest fighters in the lightweight division. If I can stay on the busy path for the end of the year, I know I'm knocking on the door of a meaningful fight. The lightweight division is filled with tremendous talent, and those coming up from Super Featherweight will be great as well. I know with hard work, I'll be a top contender ready to fight any of those guys. So um, Mercado is a student, he says, of the game, sees himself fighting all the big names at lightweight and super lightweight. His mental edge gives him confidence going into any fight. Yeah, it's no disrespect to any other fighter coming up in my weight class, but I just feel I'm on another level mentally than all these guys. My dedication to the sport is what separates me from all my peers, I'm destined to be great and making all the sacrifices necessary to become world champ. On May 12th, as today, I'll be looking to impress once again. And good for him. Let's see what happens. Ah, let's fly around the world for a fight coming up at the Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia on the 4th of June. This is the big one. This is the big one featuring Cambosis uh, and Devin Haney. But they've added Australian two-time bantamweight world title challenger Jason Mayhem Mahoney and New Zealand-born heavyweight contender Junior Fa, as they both hope to showcase their talents for the home region fans, as I said, at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne, Australia, on the undercard of the George Cambosis Junior Devin Haney matchup. And that's for the undisputed lightweight world title showdown, by the way. The, the Cambosis-Haney uh, World Championship event is projected to be one of the biggest boxing events ever on Australian soil. Maloney will batter, batter, will batter, will battle former world title challenger Aston Palizzi in a 10-rounder for the vacant WBO international bantamweight title, while Fa will take on Australian fan favorite Lucas Brown in a 10-rounder for the WBA, Oshana, and IBF international heavyweight title belts. Gambosis Haney, Maloney Palizzi, Bob Brown, and an eight-round heavyweight fight between Hemi Ahayo who's 18-0, by the way, 13 knockouts out of Auckland, New Zealand. And Joe Jones, who's 13-4, uh, 10 knockouts out of Jersey City, New Jersey, will be televised live on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN Plus. 
in a swig bout, cruiserweight Devon Nika, who's 2-0, two knockouts, will be showcased in a uh, fight against an opponent to be named. Nika from Hamilton, New Zealand, captured a bronze medal at the Tokyo Olympics last summer. A beloved sporting hero of his country, Nika has earned his stripes as a sparring partner for heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. Hmm. Learned something new every day. Following the main event, streaming live, as I said, and exclusively on ESPN, etc., world-rated junior bantamweight contender Andrew Maloney, who's 23-2, by the way, with 15 knockouts, will battle Nicaragua's Alexander Espinoza, who's 21-3-2 with eight knockouts in the eight-rounder. And Devin Haney Promotions signed junior middleweight prospect Amari Jones, who we've talked to here on uh, Knuckle Up on Talk and Fight quite often. He's 5-0 now, five knockouts. He'll fight Akush Huda, who's 3-0-1 with one knockout in a scheduled six-rounder. Let's see who we put in here. Said Lou DeBella, president of Developer Entertainment. When it comes to presenting an undercard worthy of its main event, the battle between world champions George Gambosis Jr. and Devin Haney for the undisputed lightweight world championship, it's Aussie rules. Australian fight fans in Marvel Stadium and viewers around the world will be treated to a feast of exciting all-action bouts, many featuring contenders and prospects from Australia, as well as New Zealand. And those not televised live on ESPN will be streamed to the U.S. on ESPN+. We are prepared to make history in Melbourne. That's fantastic stuff, eh? Um, Brown going to that fight said, uh, I would love nothing more than to fight for another world title, and Junior Fa is standing in my way. I bet he is. If I can put him away early, that will send a message to the boxing world that I'm far from finished. He's only lost once in his career to Joseph Parker. I plan to hand him his second defeat. Good stuff out of uh, Man Down Under. All right, let's see what else we're going on. Oh, yes. We have some quotes here from Jamel Charlo. I've been uh, talking about this fight upcoming this weekend at the Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California for a while. This is the fight that features uh, Jamel Charlo going up against Brian Castano. Uh, and on the undercard, John Boots Ennis and Castillo Clayton. And in this particular story, we have some quotes from Charlo himself, as well as Ennis. As we all know, uh, the unified WBC, WBA, IBF, 154-pound world champ, Charlo, and unbeaten welterweight rising star, Jaron Boots Ennis, previewed their respective upcoming showdowns at a media workout in Los Angeles Wednesday before they entered the ring this Saturday. It's in a couple of days' time. Uh, to be shown live on Showtime. Charlo made clear, as I said yesterday, made clear his goal is to prevent the judges from deciding his fate when he faces WO 154-pound world champion Brian Castano in a rematch of one of 2021's most significant fights, which ended in a hotly contested split draw. They again will seek to become the first undisputed super welterweight male champion of the four-belt era. The Showtime Championship Boxing Telecast begins at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, and will also feature Philadelphia's Ennis in an IBF welterweight title eliminator against unbeaten Canadian Olympian Castillo Clayton, and that serves as the co-main event. Ennis said he was looking forward to recording a knockout in front of the new Southern California fan base, and he also predicted a win for Charlo in the rematch. So here we go with some quotes. First, Jamal Charlo. I don't want this fight to go the distance. I don't get paid for overtime. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock. I'm putting it all in line. I'm ready, to just, I'm ready to destroy. I'm going to give the fans an exciting and entertaining show and just have fun out there. Castano, 
is going to have to do something different this fight. If not, he knows he's getting slept. Whatever he does or whatever, he, whatever moves he makes, I'm going to be on him. My goal is to knock him out. Fair enough. Boots, by the way, for his, for his part in this press conference said, it doesn't matter to me who I'm facing. I want everybody and anybody. They can line them up and I'll knock them down. doesn't matter who it is. Everybody already knows how this fight is going to go. I'm going to put on a show. I'm going to get in the ring. I'd be dominant. I'm getting that knockout at the end of the night and making a statement. It feels great to be performing here in Southern California. I can't wait for Saturday to shine in front of my new fans. It's a new fan base to see me get another knockout. I don't, I don't know too much about my opponent. I don't usually watch film on whom fighting unless I've just seen it by chance. I let my team look at those kinds of things. I'm not too worried about what he's going to bring. I'm going to do what I do always. I can figure those opponents out in like 30 seconds. I see how they're coming and then go from there. I feel like <laughs> this is great. I feel like I'm going to get my opportunity sooner than later. I think end of the year or next uh, is possible. I'm either going to fight Errol Spence Jr. or Terrence Crawford or fight for a vacant belt. And as both those fighters probably won't be in his division, that seems unlikely. Anyway, I don't believe that any fighter is scared of another fighter. I know the top guys are just making business decisions. It's what's best for their careers. If I can't get to the top welterweights while they're here, I'll see them at 154 pounds. Okay, well, I guess that answers that question. I don't feel like I have to prove anything to anyone but myself. I'm not worried about any outside noise. As long as I'm doing my thing and winning, putting myself in line for a world title, then that's what all matters. He says, by the way, Charlo and Castano should both be confident heading into this fight. They went to war last, uh, last time, but I think Charlo will win this time. I think he's figured Castano out. Charlo's picking it up at the end of the first fight. I think he's going to start earlier this time and go for the knockout. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm going to end today's show with uh, something I don't usually do, but I think it's worthy. Uh, we're going to focus uh, on the UBO title challenger, Prisca Bicot. Um, He's out of, she's out of France and making uh, her pro debut back a few years ago in 2011 at the age of 35 years uh, old. She lost her first three bouts, but then won the French national lightweight title in her fourth outing. After five more victories, including two successful defenses of the French title, she lost on points for the IBO World Super Lightweight title in December 2016. At the beginning of 2019, her record was a mediocre 9-5. But she had proven to be world class. So when she was matched up with Ju uh, against Germany's Alicia Kummer, 12 and 1, with the knockouts at the time for the UBO World Super Lightweight title in March, it was considered a 50 50 matchup. But what a fight it was. In Kummer's birth town, uh, Bicot gave the local girl all she could handle in a real barn burner, which turned out to be the 2019 UBO fight of the year. Unfortunately for Bicot, Kummer won a close decision. 96, 94, 97, 93, 97, 93. But many rounds were close, uh, were so close that the fight could have gone either way. Less than four months later, Vika won the WBF interim and GBU and WIBF World Super Lightweight titles, defeating Ukrainian uh, Metkvendenko in Austria. In February of 2020, she came up short in a challenge for the WBO World title, losing on points to Christina Lenardartu in her first fight in North America. Uh, now sporting a record of 14 and 8 with two knockouts, Vicot has fought uh, four times in Mexico since then, retaining her GBU and WIBF World Championships twice, most recently this past March. And at 46 years of age, she's still on top of her game. What a great story, eh? 
All right, there we go. That's all the news fit there. Hello. I don't know if you're still there or not, but uh, let me just uh, sound off. Here we go. Thanks for joining me once again on Boxing News Today. Uh, appreciate you joining me. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And I'll see you later on at 4 p.m. with Mike Corporan, Sergio Ben, and the Den for their show, Knuckle Up. <laughs>